Hello and welcome to episode number 80 of the Perth to Paisley podcast. Heads up right now. Neither me and Adam are feeling 100%. Adam's not feeling too well. I have finally, after two years of avoiding it, I have COVID. So neither of us are feeling amazing. But Adam, generally, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm good, mate. I think it's primarily down to what I've had for my tea. Um, I have stuffed my face with a 12-inch pizza, and <laughs> given the Nicky me, I'm Skindiana Bones. I'm now feeling the full effects. I feel like I've doubled in my body weight, um, but that'll be nothing in comparison to how you're feeling, I would assume. Yeah, not great. Two uh, two years of avoiding it, and then just... That's a good run, to be fair. You did well. Yeah. True. You did do well. The snipers were obviously out from the get-go and you've yeah. somehow managed to sneak your way past them all till now. Exactly. And in fairness, with the international break coming up, you've picked a cracking time to get it. So, exactly. Exactly. So, if this feels a bit more low energy and you're like, why is Daniel wrapped up in a hoodie and stuff like that? It's not because we're not happy or excited because we absolutely are due to the fact that at the weekend... <laughs> We went 14 points clear in front after calmly and comfortably dispatching Livy. However, there is a few things we need to speak about first, and this is actually before Around the Ground. I haven't even spoke to Adam about this, but there's three things we've got to speak about. So this is great. The first one is by no means a happy thing at all, but everybody will no doubt have seen on Twitter last week the fellow podcaster and Heart oh, TV no. commentator Laurie Dunsire um, shared the tragic news of his son Lewis uh, passing away mere days after he was born prematurely. Um, Adam, I don't think we've ever spoken about this publicly, but without Laurie, there is no Perth to Paisley podcast because Laurie introduced us to each other. Um, One of the worst things he's ever done. It is, exactly. <laughs> what, what was he playing at? Uh, because he needed two people to work with the Hearts Women team, which is how we were first met. So we are lucky enough to not only know Laurie just as a fellow podcaster, as the Hearts TV commentator, which is how most people know him, but we know him as like a friend, genuinely as a close friend. And the outpouring of support and love was incredible. I, I don't think anybody, unless they've been in the same situation, can imagine what... Um, both Laurie and his partner Gail are going through but just from us both and I'm assuming you echo the same Adam that we just are thinking about you Laurie and hope you're doing okay and 100% then, and our best wishes to Gail and rest in peace young Lewis exactly so that we wanted to say that at the start please don't take any jokes that we're going to make about the game or just how light hearted we are as not meaning anything it's just of course we're going to focus on positive things, but wanted to get that message out. Another way to immediately segue into positivity is if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my background has changed because if you haven't seen on Twitter, I shared it. My dad's friend is an artist called Mark Janssen and back in 2003, he was commissioned by the National Portrait Gallery to complete Scotland's dream team in portrait form and one of those individuals was Hart's legend, arguably our greatest ever I'd say player he probably is in, our greatest ever player. In terms of what he would go on to do in his career. Can I just say, before you get on to talking about that, the fact that Hearts only really paid tribute in the championship season really frustrates me. Yeah. I feel as though they should have named the main stand after the individual that you will come on to, but 
Carry on. I think that's fair because that individual is Dave Mackay, uh, of course, from us player, most famously Spurs. He was at, he won multiple FA Cups there and did incredibly well for Scotland. So I am now lucky enough to own a copy of the portrait by Mark. He's an incredible artist. So this is now going to be my background. If you haven't, if you can't really see it because it's on the wall, I will flash a photo up here of it that I post on Twitter. But yeah, it's just quite cool. That is very I am a cool big one. fan. I've got a bit of envy. I, I, I'm not going to lie, down here, all I've really got is my foundation scarf. Uh, and not a lot of other... I, I say that, I've got a wee pen and, and dice down in the window. So that when folk are just wandering around the campus, they look up and, oh, there's Adam's room because there's the lame heart's <laughs> dice and he's wee pen. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe need to, to correct that. Um, and that Dave McKay print is an absolute cracker. Also... Can I just? I know we're going to go off into tangents, but let's just be honest. The game that we're going to speak about was rubbish, so we're as well just dragging this out. Um, one of my favourite football films, The Damned United. Have you watched it? Yes, I, I have. I just love the Dave McKay and Hart references. Yes, it's great. absolutely tremendous. Um, and obviously, like you say, most notably with Hearts and Spurs, but also did his uh, did his deed for Derby County as well. So yes, yeah, I, I, again. Needs to be a statue. I'd love to just say, oh, sit in the Dave Mackay. I just think that's got a lovely ring to it. But Hearts, for whatever reason, just didn't. I don't know why. I'm not sure. But it why, would be why great. no Dave Mackay? That's what I want to know, Hearts. <laughs> and finally, I feel like we should dedicate its own segment here at the start just to speak about it. Because. I think a lot of Hearts podcasts have spoken about it. You've christened the midfield magician, finally got his first goal for the club. How did you, and what a goal it was, how do you feel about Loic Demure's first goal for Le Mans? <laughs> it was fantastic if you have me seen it. It was unbelievable. Oh, you caught me Definitely oh, the best like a goal. Total fanny if you're watching the YouTube version now. Definitely the best goal scored by a Hearts midfielder. Oh, <laughs> Unbelievable. Did you think I was going to mention someone else? Like <laughs> An absolute worldly, because you know me, <laughs> a big Le Mans fan. Obviously, keep yeah. my tabs on the French third tier. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was great. I absolutely loved it. From, like, the fact that he still has a contract. <laughs> I managed to forget about this for several months. And here you are in March reminding me that he's got, what, a couple of years left? He's got a year left, so he'll be playing for oh, us in the Europa my... Conference. Cannot oh, wait! Oh my god. Him coming in for Cami Devlin or Benny Beningame. My goodness. It's a natural successor, let's be honest. <laughs> Would you take Big Pete being let go if it meant that... If Demur got <laughs> for three years. Rico yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god. Ca- so, let's move on. We will now move to... The actual game. Thank God. Never, never have I ever wanted to talk about Hearts playing Livingston more than I do right now. Yeah, Adam's favourite opposition. Oh, love them. Hi, Ammon Viewpod. (laughs) Hope you're well. We'll get into that later as well, actually. That's a good point. But before we do that, we will go around the ground. As there was actually quite, it was quite an exciting weekend of Scottish football action out with our game which was very routine um, <laughs> there had to be one stinker and we've we've been able to provide the central that this weekend 
Exactly. The other very comfortable game was at Celtic Park as Celtic battered 10 men Ross County 4-0. Three goals inside 33 minutes, I think it was. <laughs> then Aberdeen got the result that we had hoped for last week on the podcast as they also beat 10 men against Hebs. They won 3-1. Then the kind of the most exciting games, I think a lot of people christened them, was St Mirren Dundee Knight, Dundee Knight scoring a 96th minute winner away in Paisley. And then St Johnston not really continuing this great run of form, but managing to get results as they won 2-1 as well against Motherwell, who are still yet to win in the league in 2022. And then on the Sunday, Rangers just about got out of Dens Park with all three points as Aaron Rams and Conor Goldson rescued a two, another 2-1 victory. What did you make of the other results? If only I'd had some more 2-1s in my predictions um, for who scored. I might have you know, got one. I did think that I was headed for a correct score with St Johnston one Motherwell won, however, Callum, ha- uh, Callum Hendry decided to turn into Van Basten. Um, what a goal. I, uh, can I just say, fantastic standard of goals this weekend in yes. multiple mm-hmm. matches within Scotland's top tier. Um, Aberdeen 3, Hibs 1 was great. Delighted for your man Jim Goodwin and the Dandy Dons. Um, I don't know why Hibs are mourning at Ryan Portis's red card because it's, it's as, unbelievable. It's as blatant a chopping as you'll ever see. Um, it's a Mortal Kombat move. It's, yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I can't have any complaints. Not really bothered to see Aberdeen win. Devastated that the fourth best team in the country were skilked at Celtic Park. Um, not nice to see. It was not great to be a staggy on Saturday afternoon. Um, or is it? Yeah, St Johnston. Oh, disappointing to see them win. Oh, really? Come on. If there is a football god, our broth will be the ones to relegate St Johnston. Just our broth throw, and not. Just throwing it out there. But I agree with you. I think now that Kelly have seized top spot. Yeah. yeah. But hey, our broth will settle for a playoff place, so I'm remaining optimistic. Um, St Mirren. One Dundee United two fantastic goals from Jay Henderson, who I've watched a couple times now. Yeah. Really good young player, um, Dylan Levitt as well, another cracker. I'd I'd quite like to see if we could maybe tempt him on loan from Man United. Don't know what his contract situation is, but decent. Um, Where would he fit in though? I don't know. Well, look if Big Pedro's going to go, and we were linked to Connor Ronan. I think Dylan Levitt's probably a better footballer. Um, and when I heard on the Tannoy that there was a late winner in Paisley I thought brilliant that's it I've got another correct scoreline and then it said St Mirren 1 Dundee United 2 as opposed to the other way around fantastic limbs in the United end I might add yeah. it looked batshit crazy I saw the video of this one guy who's literally up the back um, looked oh yeah fin- did you see it kicking about yeah it, it did very yeah. good um, and then I was working Sunday had Sky go up on the laptop so was able to watch Dundee take the lead against Rangers and I was thinking mm-hmm. another Euro hangover like what is going like Dundee I instantly cast back and thought even we won at Dens Park earlier on in the season albeit yeah. we'll not mention the Tyne Castle matches yeah. um, but talk about leaving it late oh, I, I, <laughs> I also saw a brilliant tweet 
with regards to Rangers playing on a Thursday and it's like a fresh pint of beer and Moretti and then Rangers playing on the Sunday and it's like as the price lager which I thought was hilarious yeah. Yeah. Um, so all in all any real surprises maybe United at St Mirren um, and Aberdeen getting the better of Hibs maybe how Motherwell still haven't won this calendar year the it's last crazy. league win on Boxing Day like, actually, like we're in March we're almost out of March if you break that down that's mad the next time they'll play will be in April and yet earlier on in the season they were our closest yeah, like, rivals yeah really. like the first clash that we played them and beat them 2-0 at Tiny we were I think third, third and fourth yeah yeah and it looked like they I think it was like their best start since 94 was like the stat being yeah, thrown around like they were doing really well playing well despite a shocking League Cup campaign and now it looks like they're back to what they were doing in the Premier Sports Cup which is weird I, I think Graham Alexander's on a sugary peg and yeah. I don't want to speak ill of other managers on here but it's not not looking great however it's looking great Darren and Gorky as there you go you're welcome for that segue and yep, for you're all right. blasting the listeners with five minutes of total nonsense you're all welcome hey they get an hour of nonsense every <laughs> week so it's very funny. true <laughs> um, so yeah as we said Adam's favourite team out with Hart and Midlothian and Livingston travelled from <laughs> Midlothian a short trip to Tynecastle along the end, mate, wasn't it it was great definitely and Hart named almost a unchanged 11 barring one change and it was the change that many including ourselves had said they wanted Ben Woodburn out Aaron McInef in and that is exactly what Robbie did so we lined up in the 4-2-3-1 it was Craig Gordon in goals Andy Halliday and Nathaniel Atkinson fullback Stephen Kingsley and Craig Halkett in the middle Benny and Haring sitting in front of them and then a front three of Aaron McInef Barry Mackay Liam Boyce just behind Ellis Sims there isn't really much to speak about apart in terms of the team, but I am assuming you were happy F was starting. Very much so. And my only concern prior to the match, as you might have seen in Aaron Fraser's vlog, yes. was hoping that Aaron McInef makes the most of a rare start. Um, everybody knows now that despite being a supposed doppelganger, I'm not Ben Woodburn's biggest fan. Um, so, yeah, look, his assist for the St Mirren goal was great. Like, like, like we said but again for the best part of an hour I'm questioning why he's on the park you're not telling me that Aaron McInef could be any worse than Ben Woodburn I thought um, you meant McInef for a second there and I was like no, no, what no. but no you mean Ben Woodburn yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah like I say it was the team that I'd predicted I was wanting so was rightfully feeling confident ahead of kick off um, and just hopeful that, that he'd take his opportunity and well, Hearts, whilst McInerf may not have directly taken it, Hearts definitely did, as within three minutes we were off to the races as Barry Mackay picks up the ball, plays it out to Boyce, who was kind of on the weak field side, slips it through to Sims, who plays a really nice ball across the face of the Livingston box. Atkinson gets to it and somehow doesn't score. She's like I've, yeah. I've watched 100%. it back so many times. Should score, it bundles away a bit about a wee bit, and then Benny Beningame 
I like to hear that Robbie Nielsen listens to the podcast. That was a big thing because after I said he scored a tackle, Nielsen said actually he's now scored two tackles because Benny got his second in as many games right in front of you yet again. I heard that from Robbie. I thought that was really funny. Um, Like London buses, isn't it? You wait the best part of what? Seven months? Seven, eight months for Benny to pop up with a goal. 25 uh, games, I think it is. Fantastic. And two tackles in as many weeks. Oh, what what else can be said? I love him so much. I was genuinely buzzing to see everybody else buzzing. Um, but my, my annoyance from that particular attack is the fact that Atkinson should score, um, and given the 90 minutes, which was probably his best in a heart shirt, I feel as though his, his goal would have been justified. I see your disagreement. We'll see get that. This, let's speak about him now because right, okay. Craig Fowler gave him an 8 in even news. He was the only Hearts player in the SPFL team of the week. I don't think anybody played badly. I think everybody played well. You, you wouldn't but, have been surprised if any of that back four would have been involved, to be honest, given how, not routine it was, but how little threat Livy posed. Um, I just felt Atkinson was. I I thought he was all right, but I don't see where all this like love. Maybe, maybe we're getting back to like standards of old. You know when clubs maybe. go through like shit spells. So like we had such a torrid time with goalkeepers in our last Premiership campaign. Craig Gordon comes in, makes a save, and we're all like, "Oh my god, we've not been used to this feeling for however long." When clubs don't perform standards drop and because we've performed so well this season it's not to say that the standards have raised so high but maybe we're sort of looking beyond just average we're looking for that little bit better than average um so look you're you're well within your rights to criticize as i say i don't think performance i I wouldn't even say criticize because i don't think he did anything wrong mind you that's what I was about to say so that's what I was about to say I want him to be trained now exclusively as a winger I want him to join the Ginelli GMS Woodburn Mackay group well that's been the problem position isn't it as we've said numerous times on here exactly I don't think he can defend because he didn't need to at the weekend so it didn't matter like nothing happened down his side and anything that kind of did was like fine can I say which was a surprise given I think everybody was well aware of the form that Alan Forrest was in for Livy. Um, I was personally delighted to see no Bruce Anderson, who I assume is injured. He's out for the rest of the season. Was not aware of that at all. Um, um, I think that's been kept pretty under wraps. And I see Joel Newbley coming in for him. That's obviously, I think, only about the second, maybe third time I've seen Joel Newbley in the flesh. He is absolutely enormous I could yeah. not like I'm in the 34th row and I can see the size of him down on that park he is massive he's a brick shit house, but can play so when I saw that he'd moved centrally given Bruce Anderson had been involved in the tiny game and hadn't scored in the cup it's not to say that I was concerned about us defensively but I think it's testament to the back four that we didn't really feel under threat from our opposition on Saturday. Um, and again, I, I include Nathaniel Atkinson in that. I, I don't know whether... Like, what 
what is it for you that you're not giving him props with regards to the performance? As I say, I'd give him like a six or a seven, right? But some people were giving him eight or nine. So I think he had a good game. I think because everybody had a good game. A seven, I just, a seven, I think, suffices for me. I just don't think he was the best player for us, which many people seem to suggest. Who, who was your man of the match Saturday? I had three. I had... I had Boyce because his all-round game was just unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah, he was so good. That had, touch over in the Wheatfield stand as well—it's unbelievable. The Hearts have got the slow mo for. Oh yeah. my, majestic! It's so good, Gorgeous. so good. So I'd have, I'd have Boyce again. I'd have Halkett. I thought he was just fantastic, and he added extra shit to his game. Where like he started spraying passes like he was sewer, and it was like, oh, he's actually getting to this level now. <laughs> he can do that shit, yeah, yeah, like oh my god. And then I thought Haring was fantastic yet again. I just love him. Interesting. I love him. So Halkett, Haring, and Boyce. Also, Kingsley was fantastic as well. Standard, isn't it? Yeah. What so that's what I mean. I'd say the lowest rating I'd give is like a seven. I thought everybody was really good. I just didn't think he was. No, I'd say, I just don't think the fullbacks did a lot in terms of, and that's not an insult to them, it's that, why did they need to? They had nothing up against <laughs> they went, they them. They weren't occupied, yeah. Yeah. So, and I think they both did well. I would give them both a seven. Oh. Like, I think they both did well, but I just felt others stood out and controlled the game a bit more. If Atkinson scores, does he get an eight, nine? Probably, yeah. Because then he contributes to both yeah. goals, yeah. yeah. But yeah, anyway... Yeah. He missed, but Benny bundled it in. Yeah, they were 1-0 like up inside say, three minutes. Like London buses, just so pleased for him. And hey, Definitely. you love Cammy Devlin, that's my man Benny now scored twice as many goals for Hartman Lillian. Aye, Thanks but Devlin's much. not been fit to Thanks play any of the games oh, that Benny's playing Benny, in. Benny, Benny had a period out injured as well, it happens, and there he is. He's back, out amongst the side. Back in the goals. I say back in well, the goals. He hadn't been in the back goals. Back in the goals. <laughs> he hadn't been in the goals. <laughs> but back to back games. Um, yeah, man. Just, oh, we're going to come to it later on, but I really hope that he's good to go for upcoming fixtures or it's not going to be as happy an Adam, but we'll see. Well, in between the two moments, there was a couple, 10 minutes in, Boyce plays a fantastic ball through to Sims, who takes his touch, oh, and yeah, it's actually a angle. really good save, yeah, by Max Stryek he in is, the Lewis and Can goal. I just say, Max Stryek is another one where I'll watch him on occasion, and Livy posts his clean sheet stats, which are really good for for Livingston, who you wouldn't expect to be so solid defensively. He's so hot or cold, that guy. I think he, every 90 minutes, he has one massive blunder in him. But we'll look shit hot, or maybe not shit hot, but we'll look decent or of a sufficient standard for the majority of games. Yeah, definitely. It's weird. But I actually think he's a really good keeper, if not a tiny wee bit error prone, like you say. I think that's fair. But as we say, he makes a very good save against Sims. And then Lovely a few ball. minutes later, in the 16th minute, Andy Haldy swings in a corner for Craig Halkett to just narrowly miss as it goes into the side netting. That's a couple uh, back to back. Sorry. To cut you off there, but the submitting corner, I could not believe that he smashed off the bar. And the the bizarre thing is, I look at Halkett and he he's what six foot six one, and yet both know. chances seem to have fallen to his feet. But this is the plant. This is the is Fleetwood it? guy coming in because people shared on Twitter. Sure. It's the exact same corner 
that Fleetwood used to do. They'd send it back post to a tall centre-half to take it on his feet and shoot into the far corner. Halkett has been twice now, got the ball, flung over everybody at the Taking back it post, taking it down his feet. And he's prime, but just can't finish. But just can't finish it. So this is clearly a tactic that we have. We're, we're always either so aiming for the back step from two games now. No. I don't know what's happening, Baffling. but we're suddenly good at corners, and I'm very much a fan. Hundred oh, percent, because we've got some big boys in the team. Yeah, because that's how Halkett scored his goal against Dundee United as well. Barry McKay whipped a ball into the far back post, and he was there. Bagged a couple from corners as big Halks this year. Exactly, but yes, what it was night. not all sunshine and rainbows as it was on the day, because in the thirty-third minute, Benny, in what is most worrying in quite an innocuous challenge from Obelai, goes down. It doesn't even look you like it's from to... the challenge, does it? No, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Oh, it doesn't right. look like anything. Yeah, it's it's, an, it's it's a nothing moment. Yeah, because they're both going for it, but I feel as though Benny feels as though he's got to get there that teensy bit quicker, and it only then do we realise that because he goes down, it looks as though it's to his and probably Hearts' detriment. Um, yeah, definitely. Because it's his knee again. It's his knee. And he was clearly in a lot of pain. He went straight down the tunnel. And following the game, he was on crutches. That obviously would uh, happen anyway as a precaution. Sound as well. Yeah. Oh, no. That's just very, very for, bad. Literally just back in the team. Yeah. And we don't have Devlin either just now. He no. looks like he's going to be out for several weeks as well. Oh, and the, oh, the annoying thing is, is that Mac and F, having now been on the right, will probably get pushed back to comp. Well, to no. slot in a lot. Oh, you're going to say about Toby Civic, which I noticed. According to Nielsen, it's Toby's got to be Toby coming. Civic taking his place. Which I'm not against, but I I had assumed that it was going to be. And this is just the way that my mind works because I'm naturally, even when things are going so well, I have to find something to be pessimistic about. If it meant that Aaron Mac and F would chum big Pete in the middle of the park then my man Ben Woodburn would probably be back in the first 11 so hopefully it's Civic and McInef keeps his place on the right that would be nice very much agreed however I felt so there was 10 minutes then left I still think we dominated the rest of that half but I felt we lost a bit of a rhythm up until half time when Benny left the gaffer said that as well and yeah Benny Benny going off did change that game probably I was going to say change the first half but yeah it probably did change the game if we're honest just yeah. because I don't know it just give, it just gives you something like obviously now he's adding goals to his game albeit that's only two but I couldn't believe that he'd entered the opposition's six yard box for the second time in as many weeks and he scored in as many weeks so even if it's just one of those a game that'd be fantastic um, but I, I love watching him play just a, a top baller Wins the ball back, gives it on, knows his job, doesn't overcomplicate things, keeps it simple, and keeps us ticking. And like you say, our rhythm was lost somewhat, um, and it was it was to Livy's benefit because uh, they were still firmly in the game at one nil, and we just couldn't really get into that groove again. Yeah, I think that's fair. And then I feel our. Not our worst, because I don't think we played badly at any stage, but Livy's best period was the first 10 minutes of the second half. You were saying there about Joe Nubley. I think in the first half he was up against Halkett, and Halkett was just bodying him the whole time. At the start of that second half, he moved across to Kingsley, and he went on that run 
where he took it down, controlled, bodied Kingsley, got in the box, and then kind of just seemed to fall over his own feet. I would just not before fancy he was marking shoot. him for well, five but this minutes, is the th- let alone 90. No, thank you. But this is the thing. Alex Cochran came on, right? Alex Cochran went up for seven aerial duels with Joel Nubley. Now, Joel Nubley is six foot two. Alex Cochran is five foot nine. Alex Cochran won every single aerial duel. Nubley, in total, went up for 11 aerial duels and won zero of them. He's very much, I think, a player that, if you just look at him and you don't know anything about him, you go, right, target man, man yeah. hold it up. When actually, his biggest strength is that he's actually quite good at the ball with the ball at his feet. And he's not and actually, slow either. He's yeah, exactly. He's a big man, he uses his body well, he's quick. And he's but I don't think he uses them. his strength well at all. Because I don't feel at any point, barring that one moment where he, he kind of did Kingsley, but that was mostly because of his turn of pace to get in behind. And in fairness defense to Kingsley, he then recovered a couple of times up against yeah. him and whatever. It's not as though he lost that first challenge and was immediately writing off his chances. That's yeah. probably what I love most about Stephen Kingsley. His determination in certain at certain points in games. And I can remember when we... We were in a discussion last season about leaders, and I felt as though we lacked a leader or two. I think this squad, as time's going on, is really growing into their own, and we're seeing not just Craig Gordon being the skipper, but various outfield leaders as well, that all play their part, all know their jobs, like I say, um, and we, we just look good as a real cohesive, strong unit. And when was the last time that we could say that about a Hearts team? Probably since Nielsen was at us last when we came up the previous time and it was like this squad is together, they're fighting for each other and then obviously we did so well adding just a couple of names, Rossi, Juanma and stuff like that. I don't know though. It's nice. I I like speaking about Hearts positively, albeit it's not happened for what? Most of the time we've done this show. I I was trying to work out out of the 80 shows... A good 65, 70, maybe. <laughs> but here we are, we're back. Come on, hearts. And the most positive moment of the day came immediately following that Joe Nubly chant as in the 57th minute, Atkinson picks it up on the near Wheatfield side, plays it to Sims, who gets it in the box, has a shot, but it manages to kind of come back to him and he does incredibly well. He just toe poke it. To Atkinson spot on back. delighted he kept that alive yeah did incredible as well. is and the then goal scorer Atkinson he doesn't whip it in he kind of just lofts it in Lovely to the ball. it's not even like a back post it's just in the in far the side vicinity, of the box. chucks it in the mixer just yeah. floats one in and Barry Mackay right I don't know how to describe it because I haven't really ever seen a goal like it because he doesn't put he doesn't loft it, he doesn't chip it, he doesn't smack it. He kind of puts backspin on it. It just It's weird. Caresses it. Into that but even that, manager. I think kind of I think that you're, I get what you're It's like a finesse shot yeah, where it's like you ca- whip it. You ca- but he didn't caress, do it. It feels like it's he sort of opens the body. But he did I don't know how he hi- did it. It's a weird kind of hybrid from where obviously where I'd seen it where he wraps his foot around it but not not with maximum power. And coming across it at the same time. Yeah, he guides it with the inside of his foot, which I didn't even know was possible. He guides it with his laces into the top bin, and it doesn't fly past Stryjek in a flash. 
No. You just see it looping. Oh, and Barry Mackay has finally <laughs> scored for Hartman And of course, it wasn't going to be a Benny style tackle. It wasn't going to be a devlin kind of open goal and they just had to hit the target. <laughs> it was going to be a screamer. A brilliant moment. And I think the best moment of it was Tynecastle just like detonated because there was that realization oh, that's a great goal. It was Barry Mackay, and you see that with the team reaction, all the subs coming on. It was right in front of me. It was amazing. Oh, see the angle that I had of it up the other side as well. Yeah, you were right behind oh, it. Oh my yeah. god. And I think my entire role was just in disbelief as to how on earth has he just done that. And me and a good few of my pals, literally all single hand or sort of in sync, just all screamed, What a fucking goal! Because I could not contain my excitement. You know, I'm a big admirer of Barry McKay. Have been, you know, I joke all the time that I've instructed Hearts to sign him, and I did. Um, so I was delighted to see him finally get off the mark. And it's just an absolute beauty. He's been needing that for weeks, months. And that celebration that you talked about, I get the impression that that's exactly what it'd been like if Cammy Devlin had broken his duck at Tynecastle as opposed to in Paisley but now we'll never know I suppose but it, take nothing away from Barry Mackay because it's an absolutely gorgeous goal I'd, I'd probably watched it more times than he has I'm that sad what a great goal well I know goal. I have oh. because I tweeted it and I, then I couldn't go on it was, Twitter it was flying <laughs> I saw that I'm slightly <laughs> raging that I didn't put it out on the account um, yeah oh, just brilliant and oh, he needed that. We needed that. And can we fi- like the best thing to come of this is we're finally because everybody said it. Oh, this will be the week where Barry McKay scores his first for Hearts. Oh, when's he gonna pop up with a goal? All he needs is a goal because everybody knows that it's spot on. And now that's finally been put to bed. I just hope that you know he's got several saved. If he's got another hand in screamer saved for a semi final, that would be fantastic again. Um, or even in the final, Barry, if you've got one of them in the locker. Could be coming up against the side that you scored that against in the final. But, you know. Or the side he scored for. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that he said that that Rangers goal is still his favourite because he gets to take the piss out of Craig Gordon for it? Is that the flappy arms? <laughs> yeah, so he yeah. was like, he was like, he was asked by someone, I don't know who it was, it was, where does that rank in your goals? And he said that he would put it as his second best goal he's ever scored. The only one is above is that goal at Hamden purely because he can mock Craig Gordon with it in that's, training. No, that's that's fine, Barry. We'll remember that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, Adam now hates him. <laughs> hates. I'm actually annoyed. I didn't know that. Why did you tell me that? What an arsehole. <laughs> You shared the article off the account. Yeah, That's how I read it. But you honest. don't read the exactly. articles. I just share a battle. I share Ryan Stevenson's columns. And if you think that Why? I'm having a wee scroll through Steve-O's columns, <laughs> you're very much mistaken. I've got, I've got life to live. Come on. I'm cracking on. Awful. Trying my best. Awful. But I'm, I'm bad for that. I need to be honest. I'm, a, I'm <laughs> prone, to, prone to, to oversharing. Sorry, guys. But that Byron McKay goal... That was worthy of shit. That was yes, fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. What a goal. I, I cannot remember. There must be somebody that scored a first goal that is as good 
I can't think of many better. Was Ozturk's first, first goal goals. the Derby one? Maybe, but that's uh, that's really the only one. Certainly in, in our time, there'll be older jambos that will no doubt have some. There's what we can think of. Rudy's return game. No, against the one Rangers. against Rangers. But I, I don't mean in terms of the quality. I mean in terms of there was a oh, it's been five years. Is it going to be as oh, good? Right. It's a massive That's game. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just like bang. It tells return. As a moment. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of technique, that I can't. Apart from Oster, and I might be misremembering. I'm, did Oster ever score like a heater against Queen of the South or something in that season? No, I, I think you might be right. You know. I think that might. There have can't been be many, if goal. any, better than that. Nah. Because everything nah. about it is perfect. Oh, he's perfect. There. But that did, however, kill the tie completely. Absolutely dead. rubbish game. Terrible. Yeah. Not a spectacle, but that goal was worthy of winning any game. I've got two things left. Livy in the 76th minute have their only real chance of the game. Shinny goes reasonably close, but Gordon just kind of pushes it up into the air and catches it. They also had a, a header, I think, from a free kick in the first yeah. half where Jack Fitzwater I think it is sends it wide doesn't really trouble Gordon no <sighs> Livy man like see see when they first oh, came God. up and they were earning plaudits <laughs> no I'm going to be as complimentary as I can here at home at the Tony Mac they were really tricky to beat and I don't know if it's solely down to the park or whatever but at home it felt as though they had nothing to lose I feel as though Livy in this is merely just me watching them for a good few years now are basically happy to settle for a point on the road at most clubs unless it's a real relegation rival and they feel they can get the better of them on grass I think that's fair though you never I think really see good... them go for it so I think that's makes I think, sense I think they'd have ho- they'd have probably snapped your hand off for a nil-nil repeat if we're being honest oh of keep, course especially because we're doing so top well six bracket well within you know well within kind of the the race for a European place, top six, whatever. Um, so, do you know what? I'd, I, if, if I was a Livy fan, I wouldn't be too disheartened because, yeah, the first goal's scrappy, the second's a worldie, and they didn't really carve us open any or threaten, like I say. So, I don't think they can have many, if any, complaints, to be honest. No, and I think, listen, Livy are clearly going to be fine. Yeah. Um, I know that Martindale, he said... I think it was on a view from the terrace. He actually said he was like his target every year is tenth. Yeah, and that's right. And anything else is kind of an added bonus, given yeah, the budget so that listen, they operate on. And yeah, yeah, yeah whole host of factors. Fair play to them. What um, I was going to say. What do you think? Well, how how do you think these other sides will get on? Like Dundee United are probably a good bet for top six now given that one in Paisley. However, do you worry that it's like they've, they've peaked too early? There's two games left. I hear and it's that, like... and then I think they've got Hibs and they've got Dundee, I think, before the split. At I Tanadice. think it is them, yeah. So, you'd probably... Would you back them to beat Hibs at this current minute in time? Maybe. Probably. Yeah, maybe. You'd back them and get a result, Certainly, they battered them at Easter Road, 3-0, yeah. earlier on in the season. And I want to say Hibs might have got the better of them at Tanadice. I don't know, but elsewhere like the league is it's an absolute clusterfuck for one of a better so Dundee United are in 4th on 39 and I'm just going to get Aberdeen, the table off because it's an absolute Aberdeen are in 10th on 35 so there's 4 points between 4th and 10th I think and yeah Dundee, Dundee United 4th 31 played 
39 points. Aberdeen, 10th, 31 played, 35 points. So it's United, 39, Hibs and Livy, 37, County and Motherwell, uh, County Motherwell and St Mirren on 36, and Aberdeen on 35. My videographer mate, Lewis, who's St. Johnston's videographer, is adamant they will not finish in that playoff place. I would love to see what he's smoking, um, because... I don't think they will. Really? I don't think they will. Not when the split happens and that bottom six play each other. I think Calum Hendry will just kind of grab St. Johnston and go, right, (laughs) my goals will just get you. Because, again, as I say... They loaned him out at the start of the season. I know. It's mental. And he couldn't get him for Killy. Yeah. It's insane what's happened to him, but and I, and I know right that out of the last five, they have lost two, but they've also won two, drawn one. They're they're find they're picking up points at the right time of the season now, and Dundee don't look like they are. Aberdeen, well, that was their um, obviously a very big win for Goodwin, but they still need Mirano finishing the playoff place or something, aren't you? I I think it'll either be St Mirren or Ross County. I, I think Ross oh, County are good, no, but their defence is just shaky. Oh. I have no, I have no affection towards Ross County apart from Regan Charles. Neither do I, really. Home. I just think it's it's funny given like where they were, <laughs> where they were after where they came. Like, it just highlights the league. But as I've said since Goodwin left, I think St Mirren are not as good a team as they were under Goodwin and under Robinson. They've not looked good in the slightest. I saw he made one sub in the ninety minutes um, after his match. Uh, uh, sorry, his comments after the match were that they deserve nothing. He was like, "Yes, we conceded really late, but we deserve nothing." And it's like apparently he's changed to a back three when St. Mirren fans are saying we don't want to play a back three at all. It doesn't suit our players, but he's just forced players in. He then said three weeks ago that right, we were previously doing it the old establishment's way. So now we're going to do it my way, and they've got worse. And he's, I just I a, don't see it go well. Guy, Stephen Robinson. Do you remember when there was talk of either the Northern Ireland or the Hearts job? Yes, I, I very and, vividly do. And he ended up with neither. I think we were that yeah. desperate, we'd have probably taken him. Oh yeah, that period I remember a lot of people, probably us in the podcast. If someone went back, we'd probably I've go, "Why oh, would take feeling. Stephen Robinson?" I, I'm not sure whether I said it on here. But I know for a fact I've said it somewhere that previously I would have taken... Now I'm not touching him with a bar. In plate. fairness, no though, way. previously he had got Motherwell like fourth. He, he had done quite budget, well with him. There was a season, yeah. I think, he reached both cup finals, if my memory is Yes, he, had done, he did very yeah. well at Motherwell. But that's ultimately but, all it's been. Yeah, and I just can see them finishing 10th. I think St. Johnson will definitely be in with a shout of it, but I think they'll... I, I think the split's so much of a factor... Because you're suddenly playing teams around you instead of like St. Johnson having to go to Ibrox. But this, but or this is where the split's also a nonsense because given the time. I mean, yeah, nature, it's bollocks. Like, if you finish in the bottom six this year, you're going to be raging. Particularly. Pro- when you especially at, if it's by like goal difference exactly. or a point. And you look at like fifth and sixth that will most likely get beat off the oh, old firm for definite. Potentially us, although we're horrifically hit. Or historically. Yeah, we're terrible post-split. post-split. Yeah. Another reason why it needs red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... Sixth and seventh are probably going to finish with more points than fifth. But the fact eh, sorry, seventh and eighth are probably going to finish with more points than sixth I'd be fifth. astounded if they don't. And yet you'll yeah. look at that and think, well, had we got you know a couple more goals, points, 
we could have climbed towards a European place. And Especially because I think it's... Let me get this right. I think goal. if we win the cup, that fifth place. gets Europe. Fifth gets Europe. Yeah, fifth does. Oh no, I think I think you're right. I think I did hear that. So imagine if you are like seventh and end up even, with more points than fifth. Even the then we win the cup. Even the side that finishes sixth is going to be feeling. Yeah. So <laughs> imagine that you finish in the bottom half, we win the cup, and then fifth, who's like no one in the last seven games, gets in Europe, love and life. Honestly, man. If the, if the relevant Scottish footballing authorities are watching this, please can we find a way to abolish the split. Covid was your perfect chance to reconstruct no, leagues. Money. We've been over this. The old firm play whoever four times a season. I listen to old firm fans at work and they're sick of the sight of one another with all the talk of the friendly, the fact that they more often than not will meet in a cup or two. You could be talking seven times in a calendar year stroke season. There's, there's an old firm getting played. And that's exactly on. why it'll stay. Because but it exa- makes Premier like, Sports, Sky... It's like that. And all that like that, that meme. Money. It's like, I've won, but at what cost? Yeah. Like, we need that the dough, but are we really that desperate for dough? That's why... Why clubs not perform to a more sufficient standard in Europe and raise the coefficient that way? And then oh, wait, Desi... Des- no. But Desi no. that! When we're about to <laughs> potentially go in and fuck that up. <laughs> We'll miraculously make it to the Europa League groups and then get shagged off everyone. Yeah, dare say that. I've seen, by the way, someone updated it. So it is still the four clubs that we will potentially play in the Europa League playoff is going to be Benfica, Marseille, PSV and Feyenoord. They are the four teams currently. (laughs) 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 We play one of those four. We will play... To get any potential in the Europa League, but if we if we obviously we get beat, we're going to get beat. We'll drop into the Europa Conference and guaranteed loads of games. I it? I've got a real affinity with Marseille. Um, right. I know I've worked with a couple of Portuguese guys that were big Benfica fans. Um, I'd I'd take either of the Dutch clubs, given I don't want to be slagged off by people that I know for. Our team being off, <laughs> not quite the same standard. Um, fantastic trips potentially lined up with any of them. Imagine then, watching Hearts in the south of France. It being absolutely scorching, and the Velodrome just looks incredible. That would be amazing. The Marseille ultras, oh man, seven nil. Oh, absolutely <laughs> battered. Dimitri Payet just running rings around us. Be great. However, though, as we say, there is. It's a long way. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if that happens because then we drop into the conference leagues, and it's like, right, we've got guaranteed that as well. Yeah, and then we'll get scudded off the Scandinavian nobodies that we've never heard of. We go from frost and hot in the south of France to minus degrees in Norway and Denmark and all these other places, or like Leicester and Spurs and stuff. Like we could get them or Getafe. Oh, teams like that tell you what, it's exciting European football is great man we've missed this we have Do you remember well we've never Kirkana? had it really <laughs> yeah exactly what a time to be alive absolutely however and infinite my god next week um, there will be an episode so next week obviously there's no game because it's international break which we'll come to in a minute however next week we're going to do the Ross County preview but also, we're going to spend a lot of the episodes speaking about the season as a whole, 
whether or not we think before another ball is kicked, if we have third and if we're sorted for that, and just kind of speak about (laughs) Europe and how the season has went in terms of... Should we get a guest? I have a potential guest. Do you? In my mind, yeah. This is news to me, firstly, an episode next week, and secondly, that you've got a guest for the episode, so this is great. I can't wait for the discussion off air. Yes, it's it's going to be great. But, as I say, it's an international break, and hearts have representatives across various nations, a.k.a. two. So, we have Nathaniel Atkinson travelling with the Socceroos for his first call-up. Get I. You have to feel bad for Devlin, who was absolutely going to get called up as well, but his injury prevented that. We say this, I don't know any of the Aussie midfielders, but probably, given the, the form that he's been in. I, exactly. I, I know of an Aussie right-back that obviously features on another Hearts podcast, and has yeah. obviously been halting Nathaniel Atkinson's progress. Exactly. Thanks for that, That's very true. Very true. Shocking that he's been Dick. included as well. <laughs> and far closer to home... In the Scotland setup, obviously, Craig Gordon has went. And then, kind of as a result of... I'm assuming it's injuries. Like, is it just because well, people got hurt? Scott McKenna had to pull out, right? But let's be honest. I know Nottingham Forest are doing well, but that is a disgrace. Scott McKenna. It's Scott McKenna, for yeah, fuck's sake. Come on. Um, yeah, Craig Halkett has received his first ever Scotland call for the friendlies. What are your thoughts on our three lads travelling away? Well, Kyver, I hate to be, you know, that guy that say, I told you so. Um, however, we referenced the, the episode in Paisley where you said that Craig Halkett was phenomenal. And I'd said that there was a certain Mr. Steve Clark in the stands. Um, I'd also said that there might be a couple players that he's looking at, a central defender being one of them. And uh, Craig Halkett, in, in that back three of hearts, and the back three that Scotland also coincidentally play, just seems like a match made in heaven. Um, devastated that my man Stephen Kingsley doesn't join him in that squad. Surely only a matter of time. I'm You're not, not telling me that Greg Taylor is a more viable option than Stephen Kingsley. Um, and now he bazes in amongst the goals. You never know. I've not seen much from this Jacob Brown fellow when watching Scotland. Um, I despise Stuart Armstrong in a Scotland shirt. I don't think I've ever seen him have a good game for Scotland. Um, so, yeah, this is is nice. And I know that our argument is often that we want international recognition for Hearts players. It's just annoying if they're injured whilst away with said national teams. But then I was thinking about it and... I'm, I'm a believer that everything happens for chance. Like, chance defines everything. So, really, it makes no odds. I know that, obviously, their chances are therefore increased with yeah. playing in more matches and whatever. <laughs> but, you know, they could pull up at Hearts training. We don't know. So At it, least it would be on our time, though. And you go, well, they were yeah, doing that yeah. anyway. But, and not I, going for pointless <laughs> friendlies that mean absolutely nothing. At least Atkinson's Whoa, going to compare games. Tell that games. to Craig Halkett who could earn a Scotland cap. His mum and dad and everybody. They'll so this, so this is the thing. To see him. I'll take that back. I'm not having that. No, no. On a personal level, I am delighted for Craig Halkett that but he's getting that recognition. For hearts and hearts. Yeah. yeah. I do not want <laughs> players getting recognition internationally when they play for Hearts. I don't care about that because it makes me go, no, don't go away on international duty because you might get hurt. 
Yes, exactly. What if Lewandowski scores nine past Craig Gordon and it kills his confidence and he comes back rubbish? What if Craig Halkett up against... Is Dilmaz still Turkey's main striker? It barely scores for Lille these days. He was on fire right. last season as they won the league. I don't think... Uh, has he even scored for Lille this season? I don't, I don't know. know. But say he's their striker, elbows Halkett in the head... But that's and a he's... great test. I don't care. Is we're not the, coming up that, against the, that quality every week. We're coming up against no, fucking we could, I, Livingston. We, we could be in the Europa. Not Leo. <laughs> not Leo. Leo will be in the Champions League. Well, <laughs> and not Bayern. The well, two no, options Mar- there. Marseille not third in the French League. I have no idea. I'm fairly certain Marseille are second or third in the French League, yet they could play us in this playoff. I have no, absolutely they're, they're no idea. to get the better of yeah, yeah. I'm going to check the league on table. This is well, this is I'll, what happens. This this is the crazy nature of hearts this season, football this yeah. season. I'm absolutely one hundred percent all for it. Long live the shithousery and mentalness. Marseille are second. Right. How? What's the points difference? They trail PSG by twelve points. Yeah, I didn't mean that way. I meant behind them. Who can catch <laughs> them? And they are. Well, let's see. Monaco and Lon in 7th and 8th are 9 points behind them. So it's another wacky league where Marseille so 53, Rennes yeah. 52, Nice 50. Strasbourg on 48. Strasbourg are doing very well, yeah. And then Lille. Lille outside the uh, European places. So See, we don't need to deal with Yilmaz. You, so you never know. <laughs> but, this is, so that's hey, what I'm saying. And we've for... got the finger out and won the league. Champions League, Lewandowski, oh, exactly. ideal preparation. So, for Atkinson, for Gordon, for Halkett, on a personal level, delighted for them. Of course, that is what they will prioritise above everything because it's their nations. They're not going to be at their clubs forever, but they're always going to be that nationality. That is amazing for them. Halkett has been, in my opinion, our best defender this season. He's been our best player this season, in my opinion. And fully deserving of that call-up. I am just a selfish, bitter man and don't want my players getting hurt on international duty. That doesn't mean anything. It's not like Halkett's going to go, but Daniel's worried yeah, about that's me. that's it. <laughs> MacIver doesn't want me going, do you know what? Sorry, Steve. Steve. Steve going to have to ring you back and else. say, no, nah, you're all right. What's Grant Hanley up to? Exactly. Now, listen, we have heard all the stories today that Kieran Tierney ruined them within 30 oh, seconds. So that just before we came off. Yep, yeah, so this is the thing, his confidence is already starting to plummet. Representing hearts in a great light. And he's going to have to do all that and then come up against Regan Charles Cook. I reckon what he's going to be doing. But we do wish Jordan him all the best. White, so he's Lewandowski. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> wish him all the best, but just please, lads, do not get hurt. Thoroughly if he's deserved. Get... Yes. I'd like to see him play. But you're going to be delighted if it remains on the bench, aren't you? You're a I'm sick like, man. They're meaningless. Give Xander Clark his, his game no, against No, no, sorry. Go I, for the it. Fact, the fact that you've just reminded me of this. I was watching sports scene Saturday night. St Johnston fans are singing Scotland's number one about Xander Clark. He's not That's even been capped. You're a <laughs> disgrace. Honestly, sick of that club. I, d- I had nothing against St Johnston prior to this season. I was very much... On board with our fairy tale thought, you know what? That's a fantastic achievement. That's just because you had a mate there. Now I've met Lewis. I, I like Lewis. He's a lovely lad, but his club. They've just gone to new levels to irritate me. They they could well be the Livingston of 
I was going to say next season. That's if they're still here. Of future seasons. McDermott Park. Fuck off. Honestly. Well, what a way to finish this week's episode. How, how, can, I, how can I find a way to rant still? I've it's impressive. If and there's that's any, why if there's any GPs out there, hook me up, please. I'm begging you. So... At the end of all that, massive oh. thank you for listening to the COVID-filled, tired, run-down episode. I feel much better now. Everything's off my chest. Good. I feel great. I'm great. Just, it's just a shame that you can't feel that same way yet. I feel worse after hearing the rants. couple of days at the game, mate, and then you'll be ripe as rain. I'll be sorted. Absolutely sorted. But yeah, if you have enjoyed, please leave us a like. We're everywhere. You know by now, we're on all the platforms if you listen to us, just without the YouTube version, so please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice if that is how you enjoy us. However, yeah, as I say, we're on YouTube, so please leave a like, subscribe, all that patter. We're seeing an increase on it every single week. It's much, much appreciated. You can get us on Perta Paisley on all the social medias. Also, you can give us an email if you want, Paisley at gmail.com. Adam, where can they get you on social media? Then get me on all the socials at Adam T. Kendall. And what about yourself, mate? I am at DMcarver22. We'll be back next week to speak about the fallout from potential call-ups and seeing how they're doing. The season in general, and if we think third, is done before we even then go to Ross County and preview that. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. What happens?